Best Health for Us podcast for employees of Wake Forest Baptist Health. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Best Health for Us podcast. I'm Elizabeth Meinhardt, communications manager. And I'm Jane Weiss, and I'm a registered dietitian with Wake Forest Baptist Health. Hey, Elizabeth. How's, How's it, it going? going? Oh, <laughs> jinx. <laughs> Good. I am so excited about today's interview. Can I just tell you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. I, I feel like we always have the luxury of having like already listened and knowing what's to come mm-hmm. <laughs> by the time that we're uh, recording the sort of preview. But oh. uh, what a great interview. So much information. Yes. Everyone make certain you can take notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really. Cause I wrote down a lot of things during mm-hmm. this interview. And, uh, I think that we're also kind of suckers because we both, um, <laughs> we're pretty, uh, fair skinned. I would have to agree with that. This was definitely, you know, targeted, uh, towards people with fair skin, but everyone in general. Can yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and just so timely because of mm-hmm. middle of summer. Yes. Absolutely. Well, what have you been doing for self-care this week? Actually, I've been like trying to be more intentional with, and I think that this is very true for a lot of people and, um, (laughs) not just me, but, uh, reconnecting with, with friends and uh, people haven't seen in a long time. So, um, I saw some old coworkers I haven't seen and probably close to a year. We got together once outside last summer and, um, and so it was really nice to just feel a little bit more and more normal. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, uh, that's, that's been kind of a treat to, to get to do that. And I, I definitely believe that social connection is a really big part of self-care and I tell people that all the time, <laughs> although there is yeah. a, such a thing as, as too much. I tend to be an overextender extrovert with some introvert <laughs> qualities. <laughs> I know that one really well. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You're the same. You got that introvert extrovert mix for sure. <laughs> well, what have you been up to for self-care? Well, my introvert has been winning this week for sure. Um, with, a, with a little exhibitionistness in the sense that I've been posting on social media, but I have really, um, been taking time to get my kitchen organized the way I wanted it. So I've been installing in cabinet drawer cart pull out drawer things. I don't even know what to call them, but they, you know, the ones that pull out from the base of your cabinets on the lower level. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I've been installing some of those and I've spent way too much money at the container store, getting stuff organized (laughs) inside the drawers. Uh, (laughs) Are you, are you shelf liners or no? I haven't at this point. Um, because all of my, um, shelves are a really washable surface. They're wood, but then they have a veneer over top of them. Yeah. Um, so they're, cause they're white, so they're easy to wash. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I feel you on the, just recently reorganizing a kitchen and I wasn't going to do that, but (laughs) someone kind of pressured me into it and made me feel like that extends the longevity of your kitchen cabinet. So, Mm, okay. But it's a lot of work that will change your, your kitchen reorganize, reorganize (laughs) (laughs) or it it has actually been very enjoyable to be like, 
let me think through the baking side. Like I have a whole baking station. Mm -hmm. And so think through like, where do I want my baking supplies and how do I actually use them? And, um, so I've just had a lot of fun. And then because, um, while the house was being rebuilt, I was posting on my social media stories about what the status of the house is. I've been posting that this weekend. Um, and just really kind of sharing that with, with the friends and family. I have a really like closed personal social media because social media is a little creepy. Let's be honest, um, <laughs> says the marketing person. And, um, <laughs> um, and so with those small group of people, they've been able to watch my container store adventures. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Um, so it's been like a fun, like I'm still kind of, it's still like the 2020 socializing where I'm not actually in person with people yet, but I feel mm-hmm. like I'm putting some stuff out there. So <laughs> connecting. In yes, some ways. exactly. So that's kind of been my self-care for the week. And also just nice. knowing where all my kitchen stuff is, is nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it makes it easier to make stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that takes some time to figure that out to you. Like where are the tablespoons? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, um, I will go ahead and, um, and introduce the, the speaker that we interviewed this week. And it is Dr. Sarah Taylor. Actually, you're going to introduce her, I think in their recording. So we do. I'll leave yeah. that to you, but, uh, but <laughs> But we're excited to share this with you guys this week and hope you enjoy um, this conversation with our one of our own dermatologists. Well, guys, we're so excited for our guest today. We have Dr. Sarah Taylor. She's the assistant professor of dermatology for Wake Forest School of Medicine. And we're so excited to have you today, Sarah. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. So we are here to talk about skin and taking care of ourselves and with skin being such a big part of us, obviously, um, you know, we thought it'd be a great thing also to cover in the summertime. So Mm -hmm. can you kind of just start us out with like a basic, what is skin? Why is it important? You know, kind of get back to school basics. Sure. Back to school basics about the skin. Well, I love the skin. I love talking about the skin and all things related to skin. And the first thing to know is that our skin is the largest organ of our body. Sometimes people forget that. And it does so many things. It regulates our temperature, makes us you know, cool down when we're hot, warms us up when we're cold. It serves as a big barrier to our outside environment, whether it's from environmental pollutants and things that could get into our body, as well as microorganisms. It, it's a big shield like that. It's waterproof. That's why when it rains on our skin, it beads up, it's waterproof. And then it holds everything in together, everything inside of us that we can't see. And the skin, largest organ, again, of the body is on display for everybody to see. And that is why I love dermatology. We can see exactly what's going on with this organ, unlike what's going on internally, which is probably good. I'm glad, I, I'm glad to not know like what things look like inside. <laughs> <laughs> that was not your favorite part of med school, huh? No. <laughs> and the skin is just on display so we can, we can fix things much more easily. Very cool. Well, obviously with it being, you know, our biggest organ, it's important to take care of it, but I think we easily take that for granted. Um, so can you talk to us a little bit about kind of that importance um, of, of taking care of our skin? Yeah, totally. I, I do think people kind of just don't give a whole lot of thought to their skin or some people go the extreme opposite and 
do all kinds of stuff to their skin. Like many things they probably shouldn't be doing, but a lot of people just sort of don't think about it. And um, which is unfortunate, but we really should take care of our skin um, as best we can. And the good thing is, is that taking care of our skin is really easy. It's so easy. And, and uh, kind of tips I give to patients are the less you do, the better. Mm. I'm not saying like, oh, don't do anything. Yeah. But just don't be doing all kinds of stuff to our skin, which a lot of people do. That's not good for it. If we just take care of it with gentle a gentle skincare regimen is what I talk to about with my patients. And it's very simple, protect it from the sun. And then my third point is if there's something weird on your skin that you notice or another one of your doctors notices or a family member, go have a dermatologist, check it out. So those are my three main things, just gentle skincare routine, protect it from the sun and examine it regularly and have other people look at it too. If there's something weird or wonky, go see your dermatologist. That's nice. I love the Mm -hmm. straightforward approach. It's really easy. (laughs) I know. I mean, if you go into an an aisle and even like Harris here, (laughs) the grocery store, it's not so simple. So that's that's reassuring to hear a million different kinds of uh, claims and products and billion dollar industry. Oh yeah. yeah. Skincare aimed mostly at women. Yeah. And so much misinformation and the amount of choices for products is just mind boggling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, um, you mentioned one of your key points being protected from the sun. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious. People can't see me, but I have freckles <laughs> and really fair skin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm one of those prime candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm kind of curious what it what is your recommendation for um, summer protection? I've, I've been seeing more um, of the long sleeve, like swim yes. and like outdoor, uh, I guess, I don't even know what the name for that is, but long sleeve swimsuit. <laughs> sure. Do you recommend like, is yes. clothing the best barrier? Is there a yes. best kind of sunscreen? And yeah, yeah I love these questions. These are, yeah, I get these questions all the time and protecting our skin from the sun is actually pretty easy. It's just a matter of what people are motivated to do. And me personally, as I've gotten older, I get really annoyed. And this is exactly what I tell patients. I, I'm more and more annoyed with applying sunscreen all over. I do my mm. face, my ears and my neck and anything exposed every day, no matter what. But I have really personally moved towards more clothing and a big hat, like a huge hat, like a hat that is like a satellite dish <laughs> size <laughs> that can't fit through the door. <laughs> um, and then I love clothing. So clothing is far superior to mm. sunscreen. And so when you said long sleeved swimsuit, that's yes. Um, I have three of those. I don't even wear like a swimsuit that I used to once upon mm-hmm. a time growing up, mm-hmm. I don't even, I, I think I have one of those left. Now I just, you slip on a, a suit with a long sleeve, zip it up. You can go right in uh, to the water. And these, these clothing items are made to be used outside and they dry quickly. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple of favorites. I like Coolabar and I have no conflict of interest with these companies, but Coolabar is a Minneapolis based company and they make really cute stuff that doesn't look dorky. You know, like Hmm, even better. (laughs) 
I know because some people are I like, I don't want to wear that. Hiking in mine, like yeah. yeah. I have like, like I have people when I'm wearing some of my stuff from Coolabar will ask me, where did you get that? It's so <sighs> cute. And I also like um, Sunday afternoons. That's another company mm-hmm. that's really good. And Cabana. Cabana has really cool swimwear that's protective, like very cool and a little higher price point, but really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Those are my three favorites. And then as far as sunscreen, yes. So I basically now have really hundred percent moved to mineral based and not chemical based and not because uh, although most of the sunscreens that are mass produced in the United States are chemical sunscreen because they're easy right. to produce, they're cheap. But then like oxybenzone probably gets the most attention because it damages the barrier reefs. And if you go to Hawaii or Key West, Florida, I know those two for sure, they have products with oxybenzone banned. Mm-hmm. And that's just like one example of a chemical sunscreen, but mineral-based are better. So there's really two. There's zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, that's it. And so companies that use those and then blend them with antioxidants and anti-aging and moisturizers are the products I gravitate to. And I have a favorite line. Again, I have no financial interest in anything. (laughs) Um, Elta MD is, we have the whole line in our clinic here at Wake. And you can order it online, but not from Amazon. It could be counterfeit. Sephora (laughs) carries it though. Right. (laughs) But Amazon, you don't know because they don't contract with it. But L to MD makes just brilliant, cosmetically elegant, mineral-based sun protection products. Mm. And then if you're going to buy something like at Target or Walgreens or something, I would go with anything from CeraVe Mm -hmm. or Aveeno. Okay. I would skip everything else. Yeah. I always (laughs) go to the baby aisle. Yes. (laughs) And I get the mineral-based sunscreen in the baby aisle because I'm like, they're less likely to poison the babies than they are the adults. Right. And (laughs) and, that's been my my thought process. No, it's true. And also minerals don't bother really sensitive skin. So if if a person has skin that really reacts to things, minerals don't bother that. Hmm. Don't bother the skin. Yeah. I'm allergic to chemical sunscreen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I am too, actually. Um, And many of them do photosensitize with ultraviolet light, including oxybenzone and a bunch of others, five or six others. So I just stay away from them now. So Elta MD, CeraVe, Aveeno. Good to know. That just kind of dumbs it down. Like, then you don't have to look at any of the other junk. Yeah. And And five years ago, you couldn't get like any. It was so hard to find mineral-based sunscreen. Right. And now now I'm like, I have choices. So many choices. And the research is so clear that they're superior to the chemical agents. Um, They're really a block and chemical sunscreens absorb ultraviolet light and they can only absorb to about 97% Uh, and minerals go up to about 99%, but clothing is still the best. So it's, it's more like, if I'm understanding correctly, it's more like wearing like a reflector yes. versus an absorber. Yes. Okay. Yes. You've I'm got kind it, of, Elizabeth. So I, I think mm-hmm. that you said one thing, <laughs> I have two questions. One is I'm assuming the mineral based ones are probably better for the environment. If you're at the beach yes. or like the ocean, totally. that's why you were saying they're outlawed mm-hmm. in certain areas. Yeah. Okay. Key West, Key West, Florida, and um, Hawaii, all the Hawaiian uh, islands. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you mentioned one that's um, 
you had a really eloquent way of putting this, that it's something like cosmetically elegant. Oh yeah. So, cause I'm thinking a lot of these mineral sunscreens, I think I've tried, it's been a while, but they can be like gray on your skin. (laughs) Yeah. They're gross. They look terrible. (laughs) So So, yes. So that's why I love Elta MD because no one does it better. Um, they take the thick white pasty zinc or Mm -hmm. titanium and they make it look like, um, well, they have some that have a tint. The one I have on right now is a, is zinc and titanium. And when I pump it out, it looks like a foundation, you know, and it's oh, a universal tint and it works for, I would say 90% of skin color. There's a okay. couple of skin colors that the universal tint just looks weird, but, um, but many companies, they just, the products that are made with zinc and titanium are not cosmetically elegant. They're gross. They look bad. And if people don't want, if people don't like how something looks on their face and don't like how it feels, they're not going to use it. Mm. So, you know, the ones from CeraVe and Aveeno are pretty good. They are not my favorite. I still like Elta MD. To me, there's nothing better because plus they load it up with antioxidants and anti-aging and they just get this superstar product that's doing more for your skin than just blocking ultraviolet light. That's awesome. And it sounds like it would make it easy to remember to put on every day, not just the days yeah, you're spending outside. because it just feels like a moisturizer. It's like, mm. oh, it feels great. You don't even know what sunscreen. Yeah. Not oily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause definitely, I mean, I used to only be able to wear Vanna cream for a long time yeah, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I definitely, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty pale too. Um, yeah. not quite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I would literally get whiter and, yeah. <laughs> and I actually had a friend who was like, I, I won't put it on your back, Elizabeth, because I then have it on my hands. And then she's like, I'm trying to get tan, which of course we don't want to do, but she was, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, cause she was, she's like, then I have white all over me. So, you know, yeah. That, yeah. It worked, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it was pretty pretty pasty at the end of it. So pasty. It's not a cute look. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so one one other question I'm kind of thinking about, because I've been hearing this more and more, is discerning what sun exposure we need for vitamin D absorption. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I I would love to hear your take on that and how you balance. Yeah. Right. I hear that question all the time. Um our skin, so to make vitamin D, it's this big process. It starts in the skin and finishes in the kidney. Um, And so ultraviolet light activates a certain molecule in the skin that then activates something else and then goes something else and something else and something else until, um, you know, the 125 OH form of vitamin T is made by the kidney, the active form. So it doesn't take much sun exposure to kickstart this process like less than five minutes. And so, you know, I think, again, let's say you're wearing sunscreen every day and you're just driving around in the car or running some errands and you do have sunscreen on all your exposed skin, you're not 100% blocking. Even the minerals don't get to 100%, only clothing. So you'd have to like walk around with like, you know, like you're going to rob a bank well, I mean, not that you guys would ever rob a bank, but like the black thing that people wear over their face. The ski mask. And- yeah, ski mask. And then you'd be like all in black. And then you probably, your vitamin D levels would be low if you dressed like that every day, you know, um, or if you were in some kind of profession, like uh, if you were a nun, 
like nuns have the lowest rate of skin cancer in the world <laughs> and it's been studied they they look like they're 50 years old but they're 90 because they're inside wow. and only the face is showing yeah. so you still can make some vitamin kickstart that vitamin d manufacturing process with even just a couple of minutes of ultraviolet light exposure and if your levels are lower take a supplement that's what i do Mm-hmm. Vitamin D3. I take a thousand international units a day, and that's what a lot of dermatologists would recommend. Nice. Kind of offset the like lack of yeah. exposure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good question. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's always one of those. When I at one point in my life I had a convertible, so my doctor, my dermatologist, oh. and I always argued about the convertible. <laughs> Yeah. Convertibles are fun though. So. Especially with my very pale skin. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hear you. <laughs> so um, kind of coming back to your, your three main things. The third one was, you know, if you have a weird spot, have it checked out. Yeah. Um, so what are those weird things that we should be looking for um, mm-hmm. to kind of spur that on? Right. So I always tell patients, hey, anything that you personally see on your skin that is new to you, and you're like, what is that? Uh, It doesn't go away. Because lots of things will go away. But if something doesn't go away, maybe I'm just throwing this out here, maybe after a month or so, if something is still there, and it's concerning to you, that's reason enough to just have it come in and make it be my problem you know, or whoever seen, whatever dermatologist seen you. Now, if you have something that is not going away and it's painful or it stings or it hurts or itches or it bleeds on its own without you doing anything to it, it just like randomly bleeds, makes a scab and it keeps doing that and it's getting bigger. It looks red. It looks weird. Uh, another good reason to come in. And also, if you have something on your skin that's been there a long time, maybe years, like a mole, like a brown mole. Let's just say you have a brown mole and, you know, it's been on your arm forever and you look down at it one day and it's like, oh, that looks weird. That looks different. There's reason enough just to have a dermatologist look at it. Might not be anything because moles, for instance, have a life cycle and they change and can look wonky for a while, but it doesn't mean they're melanoma or anything bad. But those are my reasons. If there's anything that's concerning to a patient for any reason, that's enough reason to go in and have a professional just look at it. Is there, I, I feel like I've heard an acronym. I should remember this, but it's like the ABCs of yeah. skincare. Okay. Yeah. Color. Yeah. I know that's the C. Uh-huh. But- Good job, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> so it's A, B, C, D, E, F. Okay. A, asymmetry. B, border. C, color, D, diameter, E, evolution, meaning is it changing? Mm. F, funny. It looks funny. Like it doesn't look mm. like anything else. A, okay. B, C, D, E, F. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty easy to remember. Mm-hmm. It used to be A, B, C, D. Like when I was in medical school, which was 20 years ago, it was A, B, C, D. And then the E was added and now there's the F. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's good to know. I think that, um, (laughs) 
I was kind of listening to you say that, um, you know, if it stays around for a month, it takes a while to get into a dermatologist though. So that's a very, that's a very good point. But, <laughs> but I will say, I think it's something that's good for people to remember is you can submit images on my Wake health, right? Yes. So I'm so glad you mentioned that because it, it can take a really long time to see a dermatologist. And so they can submit images. And that's something that, you know, even like two years ago, people couldn't do. Mm -hmm. Um, They can submit images. And sometimes I'll look at images and I can't really tell what it is. It depends on the photographer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sometimes I should send pictures. It's like, what is that? (laughs) Um, I just need to see it in person, but if there's something like a lot of times, if, if a patient gives me a description, it's bleeding, it's getting Mm -hmm. bigger, it's hurting. I'm worried we can get you in. Mm -hmm. We can actually make that happen and be seen like right away. We have ways to get people in. (laughs) It's true. But if someone's like, well, I've like had this birthmark since I was three and I just want someone to look at it. Well, that's not something we probably think was urgent. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But if there's a bleeding, changing, painful lesion, we will get that person in right away. Good. We'll that's that's great them. to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And it makes me think that my crazy taking photos of my weird spots when I see them uh, makes me feel a little better. Because <laughs> um, a lot of times I'll take a picture and be like, this, this spot looks weird. Let me take a picture with my phone. And then yes. that way, like a month from now, I can go back and look at it and be like, well, it looks I like love that. Thing. Yeah. That's because weird photo or I love, I love that because sometimes patients, sometimes I joke with patients that when they finally get into their appointment, they tell me, well, it's gone now. And I'm like, yeah. good. That's good. I wish more things would just go away from our skin, but then you can look at what it looked like and patients will show me a picture and I'll say, Oh, that looks like that was a zit <laughs> or that looks like a Pretty bug sure. bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they didn't have that picture, I wouldn't literally know. So it's yeah. really, the pictures are so helpful. And the more you can take the better. And if you can have someone else take the picture that can really like get the right angle and get it in focus, that's even more helpful. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's a good Maybe idea. A little tip. Yeah. <laughs> and Oh, and, Another tip for taking your own photos and submitting them on my way call, don't do it too close. Like back up. <laughs> when oh, people yeah. are like, and I, I, we can't see it. So uh-huh. just like back it up. And if you need someone else to take the photo. You need that. a little context. Like what's yeah. the skin around yes. it look like and that kind of thing. Yeah. What body part is this? Number yeah. one, like give me like give me a, a long shot and then like a little up closer. And that would be so helpful for all of us dermatologists mm. when we're looking at the photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Well, hopefully you'll get a flood of photos now. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Thanks, Elizabeth. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to help keep you busy. Uh- <laughs> awesome. Um, you know, so we're talking about, you know, watching those spots. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily take skin cancer as seriously as they yeah, should. That's true. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about like why we should take skin cancer a little more seriously? (laughs) Yeah, I know some people on the hierarchy of cancer, it can be an eye roll for many people, including other physicians. Yeah. Um, They're like, whatever, it's not this. Um, Well, that's true. But 
the most common skin cancer, number one most common type is basal cell carcinoma. And it's from the sun, 100% from the sun. And maybe I think part of the misperception is that people and, and other doctors think, well, basal cell carcinoma doesn't kill you. And it, it really doesn't. It, it grows super slow. It does not metastasize. But if you leave it, they can get kind of big. And then they're just mm. annoying, especially um, if they're around uh, the eye, which we see a lot of. They can get big enough that they actually extend into the eye. And the surgery required to get rid of it is really big deal. It's very oh, wow. deforming, you know, or on mm. your nose or your ear. And so if people let these things go, they get big. And then to get rid of them, because they're not going to go away, you're left with the deformity of your mm. skin that can be quite obvious and very cause a lot of distress for people. Yeah. And th- but then there are, you know, squamous cell carcinoma is largely from the sun. And by and large, it doesn't tend to kill people, but it can rarely. And I've had some mm. patients die from that. Mm. And then there's, of course, melanoma, which is the big one and is deadly in certain cases. If, if melanoma is caught very early, it's essentially curable. And now we have more treatments, but melanoma is nasty and it will spread and spread to lots of organs inside and, and cause rapid death in people. And there's some other rare skin cancers, not, those are the big three, basal cell carcinoma, squamous cell carcinoma, and melanoma. Um, and then there's some other more rare ones that we would only know because we're dermatologists, but I wish people took it a little more seriously just because it's one more health problem to have that far and away, I think skin cancer can be completely prevented except in certain instances, you know, there's mm-hmm. little, there's, there's exceptions to everything, yeah. but it's just a, it can be a nuisance and annoying and cause deformity of your body where you have to have it cut out. You, you just don't want to go through medical stuff if you don't need to. Go through, right. It's just like <laughs> one more thing you have to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wish people did take it more seriously, but well, I guess and- the people that don't give me job security. <laughs> We'd rather your job security be lots of photos of little things. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> me too. I know. I wish I wish that too. I, I so, like it when I can catch stuff early for people. And when you say it's it's preventable, you mean taking care of our skin like we've been talking about, staying out of the sun. The sun's the big thing. Okay. Like 99% of it, especially mm-hmm. like basal cell carcinoma is nearly 100% ultraviolet light. And that's also tanning beds are included in that. The reason I don't say 100% completely are there's some very rare, weird syndromes where there's some genetic mutations where mm. people start developing basal cell carcinomas by age 10. And it's part of a whole syndrome. And so, and it has nothing to do with mm. ultraviolet light, but by and large, yeah, ultraviolet light from tanning bed or actual sun. Same for squamous cell carcinoma. And then melanoma is multifactorial. There's a genetic component there. Mm-hmm. But um, melanoma is also uh, stimulated, development of that stimulated by ultraviolet light, tanning bed, and sunshine. I forget that tanning beds are still a thing. Right? No. It's <laughs> really kind of weird. like, I'm still <laughs> like, still do people still do that? Sort of like, I can't even, in my mind, I, I they don't exist in my mind because I think yeah, that they're yeah. just like, 
just the most insane thing. Mm. But then I forget that there's still a thing. Oh, yeah. Didn't it used to be something that you would see in gyms? Yes. Some some gyms still have them. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. Well, what was the show? uh, Jersey Shore. It was like GTL, gym, tan, laundry. You could go places where you could like work out and do in New Jersey and you could like do your laundry and then go get a tan and go switch over your laundry and then go do some more curls or like get on the lip. Oh my God. I think Jersey Shore coined that phrase GTL. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Gym tan laundry. So so we're just going to say we are against the tanning um, in all forms. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Well, healthy uh, skin. So we've been, we have been talking a lot about like things in the summer, obviously going to a tanning bed is something you can do any time of year. And we've sort of ruled out doing that. Um, are there there things, you know, outside of summertime we should be doing to protect our skin? I, I wear a moisturizer with SPF in it all year. Now I'm thinking, should I be doing that or should we be doing mineral? What what should we be doing other times of the year? (laughs) Do your, do your mineral based. Okay moisturizer that also has antioxidants and anti-aging ingredients on your face and neck every day, 365. Make it part of your routine, just like brushing your teeth. Okay. I tend to forget about the neck part. So I know, I know most people do. Most people forget about the neck and then the neck becomes a point of interest soon. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, I get that consult of people all the time. Like my neck, what can I do about my neck? And people also forget about the tops of their hands. I wear gloves yes. when I drive. I have gloves that go up to my elbows and I wear them when I drive. You have driving gloves. Yes. <laughs> so we should bring back the driving glove fashion. Yes. I'm bringing Where back. Where do you find this? I'm bringing yeah. back the roaring twenties fashion. Um, <laughs> I got them from Coolabar, my okay, the, okay. the Minneapolis company that I like. Mm-hmm. And I just keep them in my car because ultraviolet light comes through the car window. <sighs> and then okay. things start showing okay. up like on the tops of your hands, like the brown spots. Mm-hmm. They start showing up. Those are completely preventable. Yes. Okay. That's amazing. To I mean, you that's can do also, sunscreen too. It's but... also probably really nice in the summer when your steering wheel is really hot. <laughs> yes. Yes. I just do that. And I tell patients that and I get, I'm glad you two are very excited about that information I just shared because I get mixed responses from my patients. I either get this look like you are a freak when I say that or I get a, oh, that's cool. It's one or the other. So I'm glad you, you both were really excited about that. <laughs> well, I was, I was thinking about like when I take my parents live in Florida and so when yeah. I drive down to see them, you know, I, the, like the left side of my body actually gets hot, like compared to the right side of my body. And so I've always wondered about mm-hmm. the UVs in the, the window. Cause I always feel like I'm like getting a mild sunburn while I'm driving. You are. And, and so <laughs> I'm like, I need gloves on those long road trips. <laughs> we do because, and that's why we see more of the skin induced, uh, sun induced changes on the skin on the left side, mm. more Whoa, brown spots, more crazy. wrinkles, like okay. more like spotty stuff, more broken blood vessels. And also like people who golf, they wear a glove, you know, like yeah. on one hand, yeah, like, not both hands. Um, for I'm me, I just on both. I don't know why. I don't know if you want to see one, but then if you look at, and this has been studied, if you look at the tops of a golfer's hand that just does one, they are markedly different. Hmm. So 
another thing. But yeah, I, yeah, I try to tell my patients who golf to just wear gloves. Um, they really don't like it when I tell them they should just be wearing a long sleeve shirt that has a glove attachment, which you can get from Coolabar. Like you can get a long sleeve shirt that then has a thumb loop. Yeah, it goes down and maybe just like your a little bit of the tips of your fingers stick out. So that's fine. I love like I I'm a runner and and that's what I like to run. in. actually, I like having that thumb. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. well, that's good to know. Okay. Start golfing in my running shirts. (laughs) Set an example. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm kind of curious about what kind of skin changes you've seen during COVID with mm-hmm. like, has it gotten better with faces and people wearing masks? And- That's a good question because I think it's interesting because I think with people being inside a lot for a good, you know, 12 months or longer, I it'll be interesting when we look at skin cancer trends you know, in five to 10 years and epidemiologists look at that. I wonder if we'll see a dip, but what I have noticed a lot of for skin, um, during COVID is more hand dermatitis, including myself Mm -hmm. because of increased hand washing and hand sanitizer use. A lot of people struggling with their hands and me too, for the first time in my life, really. And then with the mask, um, we're seeing, Act more acne, worsening of existing acne, worsening of existing rosacea, irritant contact dermatitis from whatever material the mask is made of. I'm actually writing an article about that with hmm. a couple of my colleagues right now. We're writing it, things that we've seen with the mask and that part of the face. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. I think is we've all any- heard mask knee. Yes. Mask knee. <laughs> yes. And, and I always kind of assumed like masking mask knee came from like re-wearing your mask over and over it again. It can. Like, it's, yeah, but it's really dirty and gross inside. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people do that. They, they'll like hang it on the rearview mirror and put it on again. And I know I've been guilty a few times of that myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've um, seen some really gross masks um, the patients have been wearing. And I usually will give them one from like a new one that's a medical one. I'll just like give it to them and say, here, this is for you. And maybe go wash that thing, that cloth thing that you mm. probably have not washed ever. <laughs> so in addition to keeping our mask clean, what else can we do in those situations where to like help? Yeah, there. well, that's the thing is um, probably come in and see the dermatologist to see what are we dealing with? Are we dealing with acne? Is it actually you, you know, you're dealing with rosacea and that's flaring up or are you just having an irritant contact reaction Mm -hmm. from what type are you using a cloth mask? Are you doing a medical one? Like what is it? Because we would treat it differently given what we see, what kind of rash we see on the skin. And then we can tailor our treatment to the problem because there's stuff we can do Mm -hmm. for all of it. That's awesome. Mostly top, mostly topical stuff. Sometimes we have to do some oral medications. Like if Mm -hmm. there's like big, like deep acne or the rosacea is really flared up. Usually Mm -hmm. it's just topical treatment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And then Jane, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, um, if you could kind of illuminate a few myths that you hear often um, related to skincare that you'd like for people to know about. I was interested, Mm -hmm. you you mentioned anti-aging and I kind of felt like that could be, that's always seems sort of gimmicky to me on skincare products. Like, is this really anti-aging in the way that it's going (laughs) to 
<laughs> reduce wrinkles or is this just <laughs> preventing them or, but what are, what are right. myths that, that you see a lot of that you. Yeah. So many and <laughs> half the, half the time it's probably good. Um, that we still wear the mask in clinic because otherwise patients would see my <laughs> facial expression oh, when they, yes. when they yeah. tell me some things, I'm like, what? Yeah. Or no. Um, but yeah, there are some myths and to back, to back up what you just said, Jane, and I repeat this over and over, uh, to my patients, there's really, um, two anti-wrinkle creams, sunscreen mm. and tretinoin, which is also called Retin-A. It's a prescription. It's a vitamin A derivative that we use to treat acne, but it is a powerful anti-aging, anti-wrinkle product. So those are really it Okay. for things to put on the face. And Mm -hmm. so, and then there's other things too, that just work in tandem. That's why sunscreens, if they're well-formulated sunscreen, they'll have antioxidants and anti-aging other things that are a little weaker, but work in synergy with that. And then tretinoin, there's nothing quite like tretinoin or retin-A as a brand name to actually reverse sun damage, reverse wrinkles. So those are really it. And the rest of it out there is a bunch, a lot of crap. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of marketing. It's a billion dollar industry. Yeah. And aimed mostly at women. So myths, the a big myth I hear is that you, a person will say, well, this is sort of pre-COVID, but we're going to see more of this now as people get going back on vacation. But, oh, uh, well, um, I'm going on a cruise or I'm going to Hawaii or Mexico and I need to get I a base this tan. Is going. That's, oh, what, that's one of the ones yes. I was and thinking I need to get of. a base tan. And I'm like, no, you do not need a base tan. That is a <sighs> yes. huge myth. And I hear it over and over. Um, another myth <laughs> is when people have a scar and they're trying to improve it, they will put vitamin E. They'll buy the capsule vitamin E. And I even see this written in magazines and stuff. And they'll open it up, a little oil, and they'll rub it on the scar and vitamin E in that form can be a powerful contact allergen. It's been well studied and it doesn't do anything for scars. But can I tell you, I actually had a doctor tell me to do that last week. (laughs) Oh, wow. I know. So I know. So I want to return the vitamin E now. (laughs) It's amazing because before I was a dermatologist, I was a family medicine doctor first. And I, when I was trained in my first residency, we were told to tell patients like, oh, if you get a cut or scrape, put Neosporin on it. That's mm-hmm. not a good idea. Oh, if there's a scar, vitamin E. Like we, And then I would say that stuff too. But then once I got into my next training, residency of dermatology, and now keep up with everything, that's, those are, those are not good things to do. Um, but still people, people do like most of the time they just do what they want. Um, <laughs> so wait a second, Neosporin, <laughs> we're not supposed to put that on as cut or scrape. No, the best thing is Vaseline, which is huh. my favorite thing on the planet. It's so okay. helpful and useful because neosporin contains neomycin, which mm. is a broad spectrum antimicrobial that doesn't really have any efficacy on anything that's on the <laughs> skin anyway. And it's a very 
powerful contact allergen. It's one contact allergen of the year for many years. Oh, wow. Doesn't that sound like a fun awards show to go to? Yeah. Aller- contact yeah. allergen of the year. I know red carpet, everything. <laughs> um, it's a real thing. Like every year, the American um, Contact Dermatitis Society names an allergen, like what they have seen the most allergy skin allergies from and neosporin wins well neomycin wins a lot wow another effective marketing ploy mm-hmm. <laughs> and now neosporin has products that are like neosporin scar I just saw that the other day and I was like, oh, it would relieve the itching of my scar. But then I, I was like, it's $10. I'm not going to spend $10 on it. I'm so glad I didn't. Yeah. Silicone products are the best for scar, um, improving scars. And you got to get on it. Like if you have a scar that's five years old, it's not going to do anything. But if you have a scar that's within six months of the injury, if you start using silicone sheets or the gel and massage, silicone has really good science behind it. Okay. And there's lots of down. products. Yeah. The brand that I usually recommend is called scar away and you'll find it where you find band-aids and bandages. Mm-hmm. If you like, you know, look at the band-aid section, just take your eyes to the shelf above and you'll see all these silicone products and like, Oh my God, I didn't know though. These were here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this has been scores to work on. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I have, I have, a, my, our, our listeners can't see. I have all these notes of all this Me shopping too. I need to go I know. How <laughs> to remember all this? Yeah, I had someone in, in the mall. You know, they have those people who stop you at the kiosk with always the moisturizer. <laughs> and they recently, I, I got suckered. I couldn't like avert my eyes quickly enough, and they're like, "What moisturizer oh. do you use?" And I was like, uh, <laughs> "I don't even know." <laughs> And then that was like the worst thing I could say because then they wanted to really sell to me. I know. But, uh, I've I've been in that situation too. Um, and now if anyone ever does that to me, I'm like, oh, I'm allergic to everything. I've been tested. Mm. I, my list is this long, but thank you. And then I keep yeah. walking because otherwise <laughs> I get like kind of snarky. Oh yeah. And, and, yeah. and so I just like say that and I keep talking. That's, that's great. Oh, definitely use that next I'm time. Allergic I, to everything. I use it too. Yeah. <laughs> but I am allergic to everything. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the, other thing, they... the other thing you can say is if someone is like trying to get you to come over it. The other thing I'll say is, oh, I was just here the other day and I already bought, I bought a bunch of that already, but thank you. And then I keep walking. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, but I just say that. Mm, yeah, oh, that's great. That's yeah. another thing you can say. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a whole lot of ideas now. I'm going to get know. some driving gloves and some mineral uh, yes. based um, sunscreen and L to MD. <laughs> got okay. It. Good to know. So I think to kind of like wrap this up, because we have had so much great information. I think the last thing I want to touch on is our whole podcast, as we had talked about earlier, is about self-care. Yeah. And obviously skin is a big part of it. And people talk about, and I'm guilty of, you know, I take my bubble bath all the time and, you know, (laughs) things like that. So if you could give our our listeners like one thing that they should be doing for self-care that's skin related, what should they be doing? Sunscreen every day. Okay. That's an every easy self-care too. Every single day. Every day. And one that has not just a sunscreen in it, but has antioxidants and anti-aging and some good moisturizers. And then you're giving your skin a big dose of goodness in addition to protecting from ultraviolet light. Because even if it's not sunny, it's still you're still mm-hmm. exposed, even if it's cloudy. Mm-hmm. So if, if you could only do one thing, sunscreen every day mm. to your face, neck, exposed skin. 
Nice. One thing. Yeah. That's good one. I think that I'm going to invest in some Elta MD. That might be my it's self-care great. this week. There you go. It's so great. <laughs> Your skin will benefit in so many ways. And, and when people ask me, oh, well, what's the price point? Uh, I tell people the price point is similar to Clinique products. Okay. They're in like the 30 to $50 range and they last a long time, six, mm-hmm. seven months. Mm-hmm. And they're oh, so okay. brilliantly formulated, just great product. So like $5 a month, basically. That, hey, that's a good way to look. Yes. Five, seven dollars a month. And some of these products like at Walgreens that are CeraVe and Aveeno, they're creeping up. They're oh, 24, yeah. $26. I mean, for about $8 more, you can get a really rock star product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Worth you know, it. $5 a month seems like a good, that's a good way to say know, that. Self-indulgent self-care moment, right? Like, yes. <laughs> we got to amortize that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. That's such, it's such an easy thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that has been amazing. Yes, <laughs> Thank you. I feel like I have learned so much today. My mind is like blown. <laughs> I told you, I like to talk about skin and I have a very practical approach to skin. Um, very, uh, very pragmatic. Just mm. let's just deal with science here, what we know, um, and throw out what we don't know or has been studied and to just keep it simple. Don't have to do a whole lot to take good care of our skin. Well, thank you for all the great information yes, today. You're welcome. And, uh, we thank appreciate you. it. Oh, this was fun. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the best health for us podcast. For employees of Wake Forest Baptist Health, employees can learn more at besthealthforus.com. That's besthealth, the number four, us.com. Non-employees can check us out at wakehealth.edu slash besthealth. 